Hello, 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 and welcome back to Erlias Radio. On today's episode, we will be doing a question and answer. I've asked you guys to ask me your most curious questions, and I will be answering, as promised. Some of these questions are really personal, really uh, detailed, let's say. Some of these questions are not safe for work. So what I've decided to do is split up today's episode into two parts. The first half will be questions that are safe for work and not too explicit. And then the later half of the episode will be the more not safe for work questions where we talk about sex and other things of that nature. Prior to that segment, what I'll do is I'll play an interlude for you guys, just so you're aware that those questions and answers are coming up just in case you want to head to a room or close your door or go to a quiet space where no one can hear you or if you just want to stop listening because I understand not everybody wants to listen to those kinds of questions or if you do tune in here we go tiramisu prince has asked any tips for someone with really low self-esteem um okay so for me the one thing that really helps me when I'm feeling really down is knowing that there's only one of you in this world. There's only one of you. So cherish that person. Cherish your body. Cherish your mental health. Cherish everything about yourself. Take care of yourself in a wholesome manner, a wholesome aspect. There's only one of you in this world. Think about it. If you really think about it, how many people are there on this earth and there is only one of you? So you certainly have beauty. There's certainly something beautiful about you. There's certainly something unique about you. Tap into that, and that really helps me with my self-esteem and I'm feeling really shit. The Light Skin has asked me what was the hardest part of coming out. The hardest part was not actually coming out, but being outed. It was out of my control. If I could change one thing, I would be able to control that whole entire narrative and situation. Adrian has asked me, are you happy in your life? Yes, I am happy right now. I am content with how things are going. Moonlight Knight has asked me, what's your horoscope sign? I'm a Pisces, born on March 8th. Indie Surfer has asked, appreciate your efforts in airing your dirty laundry on social media. How do you do that? I'm not sure if that's a backhanded like compliment or if that's shade. But um, like I've said earlier, social media is social media. I quite enjoy the differing tones from social media to real life. Sometimes I feel like I'm Hannah Montana. You know, on social media, I'm so well known and in the real world I'm not really as well known so I I like the contrasting the difference I quite like it to be honest Eli has asked who is your inspiration um I'm really inspired by people who came from nothing and ended up at the top I'm really inspired by stories where they worked really hard to get to where they are not people who come from generational wealth or have been given handouts I know a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at this, but I really enjoy stories where I've watched them get from being at the very bottom to the top. The first that comes to mind is the likes of Cardi B, once a stripper on the pole in a club, and now she's you know, one of the top-selling rap female artists in the world. She went from being a stripper to being number one on the Billboard charts. That's pretty fucking amazing. My friend Michael has asked, what made you never want to come back to California? Mm, Good question. So a few years ago, I went to LA and I was promised an interview for a reality TV show, an audition almost. 
But the way that I had spoken to the producers was almost as if I was kind of guaranteed that role. My interaction with the producer was just absolutely horrible and awful. I was harassed. Basically, I had a run-in with a producer that didn't go the way it should have. It put me off. It made me feel physically ill. I felt really taken advantage of. And I left LA and said I would never come back. We have Sean asking me, how do you perceive how people view you and your body? That doesn't really make sense. How do I perceive how others view me? Um, look, at the end of the day, I know I'm not ignorant. So I know why a lot of people give me the attention they do. I know why a lot of people view me the way that they do. Obviously through a very sexual lens. Some may even say that I'm objectified. I know in the past I've certainly felt objectified. But to be honest, I'm at a stage in my life where I just don't care how I'm perceived. I know what boys like and I know what boys like to do in their spare time. Right? So I'm not entirely bothered how I'm perceived. My social media presence is my social media presence. I live a very fruitful, loving happy life in the real world so if i'm sexualized and objectified on the internet i certainly am not in real life so i feel there's comfort in knowing that social media is just social media but in the real world i'm quite introverted and keep to myself and i'm a little bit shy so i guess the differing two sides of the same coin kind of helps me keep it balanced or, you know, helps me understand and appreciate differing views and how people perceive me. But, you know, I used to be very bothered by being sexualized, which was quite ironic considering I sexualize myself a lot. But now I'm like, no, I don't really give a fuck. I'm naked on the internet. I can't expect not to be so sexualized. And I'm quite used to it now. It used to bother me so much. I don't know why. I think it was a maturity thing, really. And I think it was a self-awareness thing. I think I needed to comprehend and grasp the fact that I, you know, I was sexualizing myself and I need and I need to be okay with others um, viewing me in that lens. Of course, if it crosses a certain boundary, a certain lane, then that's when we have an issue. For the most part, it's all just harmless fun on the internet. I don't really care too much to think about it as I used to. We have Isaiah asking me, have you ever been in love? I certainly have been in love and I will talk about my first ever romantic love interest and how it went horribly wrong and I was cheated on in another podcast, which is coming soon, but I have been in love and I was deeply hurt and it took me many, many years to recover. We have Hernan Romero asking me, what's the thing that disappoints you the most of the LGBTQ plus community? Good question. So, Hernan, the thing that disappoints me the most is the hypocrisy. I, for one, have been on the end, the receiving end of so much hate, abuse. I've been subjected to cancel culture a million times and they've resurrected me from the dead a million times. I don't like that the LGBTQ community preaches love and hope and acceptance when we don't even accept each other. We don't even show each other love. We are always abusing each other on the internet every day, always judging each other, always picking at each other, always dissecting each other. For what? For who? For a few likes and retweets? What are you getting out of abusing one another? We are always tormenting each other in the worst possible ways for laughs and to make our friends laugh. I think it's just so disgusting that we as a community cannot love and accept each other, but we expect the world to love and accept us. The LGBTQ plus community can be so hateful, so hateful. I have 
seeing gays, hashtag Black Lives Matter, hashtag Trans Lives Matter, talk about politics, pretend to be so woke, but in the same freaking mouth, they will call somebody out of their name, abuse them, mock their appearance, ridicule them. Mura Kemi Barbie has asked, why do you think the LGBTQ plus community acts so hostile towards one another? A uh, very deep layered question, but a quick answer would be a lot of insecurity, a lot of lack of understanding for each other and our differences and self-hatred also. A lot of people aren't happy with themselves, so they project. We have Harry asking me, do you ever go for slim guys or do you generally prefer muscular? I have been with many slim guys, many. Being muscular is not, you know, a standard for me that I follow when, you know, when looking for guys. I've been with a lot of slim guys. And let me tell you something, if I was to date somebody, I don't actually look for muscular guys. In fact, I look for the furthest thing from muscular guys because they usually have no brains or personality to begin with. Norma Lizard, my friend from California, I miss you. She's asking me, what are you proud of today? Today, I'm proud of waking up, having good savings in my bank account, being happy, purchasing my own home, finally addressing mental health and seeing a psychologist, dealing with issues that I you know, have buried for many years, Working on myself. I'm proud of finally working on myself and acknowledging my flaws and working on that to be a better, wholesome, happier person. Gianni has asked, how do you take care of your mental health? I have started seeing a psychologist um, to really address some of my deep, 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 dark issues that I buried away many years ago. Initially, when I was kicked out of home, I saw a social worker at a sexual health clinic. I do encourage mental health. I do encourage addressing mental health, any issues that you may have. There are a lot of free services. It would really just require you doing a quick Google search. I saw a social worker for many years, free of charge at a local sexual health clinic. And she really helped me through the events of being kicked out of home, which I've talked about in an earlier podcast episode. Um, and today I see a psychologist and we, I see them you know, a couple of times a month. And we just address anything that's on my mind. It's really nice to just know that somebody who doesn't have a biased opinion is listening to me and is paying attention and, you know, is keeping a timeline of things and is checking up on me. Somebody outside of, you know, my general scope of friends or who I'm dating or my family, I think having that professional opinion really helps. So I strongly encourage seeing somebody. It doesn't have to be, you know, a super expensive psychologist. There are a lot of free services around. Sometimes it can be as little as calling the lifeline, helpline, you know. Having a support system is crucial to ensuring that your mental health is well taken care of. Miggy Smalls asking me, do you ever feel like people don't take you serious? Um, I certainly do, but I don't care. Like, I don't care at all. If you take me serious, thank you. I love you. If you don't, well, okay, that's your loss. What do you want me to do about it? I just don't know, like, what to respond to this question. I feel like people don't take me seriously, obviously, because I'm naked online. But being naked online doesn't negate the fact that I am highly educated, highly intelligent, highly intuitive. I have two degrees. Unless you have two degrees, don't come for me. There is a beautiful question from Will. He's asked, what's your biggest hope for the future? 
My biggest hope for the future would be finding a beautiful husband, getting married and starting a family. I'm quite a traditional guy. I'm very traditional. I really don't want to be 50 years old and partying in the clubs, popping pills. I don't want to be 40 doing that. But if that's your thing, that's your thing. I personally really, really, really want to have my own family, have my own home on a huge block of land with a very large backyard, lots of grass, lots of trees, some animals running around, a huge front garden that I can take care of every day. I want to get married. I want to have kids and I want to be happily in love with my own family. Cole has asked me, what's one of the things you're most proud of? whether it be with yourself or life in general. I'm most proud of, one, surviving being kicked out of home, two, surviving conversion therapy, three, securing a job that I really love and making great money for a 25-year-old in the middle of a pandemic, a global pandemic, And lastly, graduating university with a double degree. Although I may complain from time to time about certain things in my life on social media, at the end of the day, I am truly blessed. And I have accomplished a lot, and I'm proud of myself. Sebastian, or Sebas, has asked, Did you get a BBL, a Brazilian butt lift? No, I didn't, Sebastian. I didn't get a BBL. Thank you for your question and thank you for your curiosity. Many people are curious about that. I did not get a Brazilian butt lift. I wish I had the $25,000 to get a Brazilian butt lift at the age of 18. If I did, I certainly would have told you all that I got a Brazilian butt lift. If I did get a Brazilian butt lift, I certainly would not have released a fitness book on Amazon many years ago telling you all how to grow your legs naturally through a gym workout. And if I got a Brazilian butt lift, I think you would all know that I got a Brazilian butt lift. Generally, the butt or the glutus maximus and the glutus minimus would not match the thighs or my hamstrings. Generally, the butt and the hamstrings and thighs would not match if I got a Brazilian butt lift, but the curtains match the drapes. So take another look at my pictures and then Google Brazilian butt lift. You'll start to know the difference. My butt is very natural and it jiggles. There's a whole lot of jiggle. Trust me, I would not lie to you. If I did get a BBL, you would all know about it. We've got another body question from Danny. Danny has asked, have you ever done any plastic surgery or anything on your body? Not saying you did. I haven't done plastic surgery. I've done like skin treatments to reduce um, cellulite and stretch marks when I lost a lot of my weight in my early years. I did develop a lot of cellulite stretch marks so i have done like very basic beauty routines um applying bio oil religiously bio oil is a a a liquid oil that you can get from any chemist or pharmacy i have been using that for years on stretch marks and cellulite and it works and does wonders but i've never actually gone under the knife no and if i did i would tell you i promise tornay Tornay with the accented E. I believe it's pronounced Tornay. Or perhaps it's Tony. Correct me if I'm wrong. My apologies sincerely. You have asked, have you ever been propositioned to be a part of a thruple? I have, and I politely declined. I could never see myself in a thruple. Are you kidding me? 
I can barely manage dealing with one person alone at any given time. I'm not handling two people. Are you kidding me? I'm a Pisces. Do you know how emotional I am? Do you know how sensitive I am? I'm, I can be fucking, I can be fucking crazy. Brian Almond. Hello, Brian. I miss you. My friend, he's asked me, what's one thing you're working on that you're excited about? I am working on my calendar right now with a really cool photographer, a very well-known, renowned photographer here in Australia. He's super well-known for his creative work. So we have some really interesting uh, themes that we're going for. Gerardo has asked me, what did you graduate in or what was your degree in? It was a Bachelor of Business majoring in marketing and finance. Initially, I had started off with a finance degree and I absolutely hated it. But because I was so far into my degree, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to finish. And then I ended up finishing it, but I also picked up marketing just in case I wanted something a little bit different. And I ended up doing a double degree and it took me about five to six years to graduate. Golden Rose has asked, what are you looking for in a guy? In a guy, I'm looking for honesty, transparency, trust, has a big heart, loves unconditionally and unapologetically. One thing I really dislike about today's society and culture, LGBTQ plus culture, or gay culture, I should say, these boys love to play games, love to play hard to get, hate to wear their heart on their sleeves, like to think that they're the next baddest bitch. Everybody wants to be Cardi B. Everybody wants to be the next baddie. Like, man, stop. If you feel some type of way, just say it. If you have a crush on somebody, just say it. These games, these games, these boys love to play these games. Guess what? You can't play games with me. I'm the gamekeeper. Don't play with me. If you feel some kind of way, say it. Because I'm so sick of posting up with somebody and then the guys being like, oh, wait, you're taken. Oh, wait, you're seeing somebody. Oh, no, you're not single. Bitch, I've been single for years. Where the fuck have you been? I like a guy that's confident, that will tell me what he thinks and what he feels and how he's feeling. I like a guy that will, you know, come up to me and have, you know, have the balls to just be like, this is how it is and this is how I feel and I'm about you and I want to go on a date. Let's fucking do it. I'll be like, all right, damn, I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty assertive and dominant myself, but I also like my guy to be confident too. I don't like when people are just always like super nervous and super shy. And I think confidence is super sexy to me. And I understand a lot of people are nervous and shy, but I think for me, what I look for in a guy is assertiveness, but not cockiness. I don't like arrogance. I like people just being themselves but also pushing the boundaries going out of their comfort zone you know i actually really enjoy quirky nerdy guys geeky guys that are like look i don't usually do this but i'm really about you and i really just want to go on a date with you and i'm like damn i find that really i think that's actually really admirable i think that's really endearing like i like when shy guys go out of their comfort zone and like you know what i'm gonna try something here and i'm gonna take a shot in the dark and guess what we end up going on a date i really value that I like when people like to push boundaries. But overall, I need a trusting, loyal guy. I'm looking for somebody that's into a monogamous relationship. I'm all about monogamy. I'm all about them closed relationships. I'm looking for somebody that matches my energy. I'm quite energetic, um, but I can be extroverted some days and some days I can be introverted. I need a guy that will want to, you know, spend a lot of time indoors with me, just doing really chill things, but also want to occasionally go out to the arcade, play some games, maybe even go have a drink. Some guys like to party Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday, every night, pop pills, do drugs. I'm not about that lifestyle. I need a guy that will match my energy. That's a homebody. But also like to occasionally have fun every now and again.
and also hopefully in the future would want a family too. I certainly can't wait to have my own. Juanito el lobito, Juanito el lobito, Juanito bito. Juanito has asked me, you are very easy, easy to sexualize based on your body. How do you manage that in your life? Look, like I've said in the past, it used to get to me, but now I'm at a stage where I put my phone down, I shut Instagram off and it ceases to exist. I'm able to disconnect real life from social media. I am sexualized online. I 100% agree. That's okay. I'm at a place in my life. I'm, I, I've reached that level of confidence and that I don't give a fuck attitude where I get it. I understand it. Men will be men. I am sexualized. That's fine. But I'm able to disconnect between Instagram and real life. As soon as I put my phone down, as soon as I click that lock button and my phone locks and I go to bed at night and I go to work, you know, I'm able to disconnect and it ceases to exist. And that's fine. I'm able to disconnect between the two. I'm finally at a place where I'm able to just be like, yep, online is online. The real world is the real world. Because I'm not being sexualized in the real world every day. It's not like I step out of the house and I have, you know, paparazzi outside my door and people begging me to be naked all the time. Like, that's not how life works, you know. So I'm fine with it now. Wonderful has asked, do you ever wish you could just start again? I certainly do. I really, really do. I really, really do. I would change, <sighs> look, it depends what you're referring to. It's a very vague question, but I kind of get what you're saying. Do you ever wish you could just start again? I do. Sometimes I wish that I never did the whole internet thing, but had I not done the internet thing, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be talking to you guys. I wouldn't be answering these questions. And I probably wouldn't be the confident person I am today. Like you guys have really pushed me and motivated me as well. You know, I may motivate and inspire you, but you guys have motivated me as well. And you've really helped me with my confidence too. So I guess what I would change if I could start again is one, my relationship with my parents. Two, not trusting who I did at that time when I was kicked out of home. Three, coming out on my own terms. And for loving myself when I was younger, I really beat myself up a lot. I really hated myself, my body growing up in high school. Yes, I was bullied. And yes, that contributed to it. But I wish I wish that I had my own back. When I was bullied as a kid, it's like I, I would look in the mirror and bully myself. I wish that I had my own back. I wish that I loved myself despite all the bullying and all the heartache I went through, both high school and the real world, when things went down with my parents and my sexuality. I wish that I had my own back and I was uplifting myself as, but I, I didn't. Oscar has asked me, would you like to visit Latin America anytime? I would love to. I love my Latinos. I love my friends. I love the food, the culture, the music, everything about Latin America. I absolutely love. I can't wait to visit one day. Shikari has asked me, how are you? Genuinely, genuinely, I'm great. I feel great. I'm happy. I'm paid. I have a house. I have a car. I have a roof over my head. I have food on my plate. I have fresh air to breathe. The sun is shining. I didn't catch COVID. I have survived a pandemic. I still have a job despite a pandemic. Things are going great for me. I'm happy. I'm really happy and I'm blessed. And I thank God for everything he has given me. I, I'm, I'm in a great place in my life. Asked by Manning, were you always so confident? If not, what sparked the change? Social media has definitely helped with my confidence. But what sparked the change was the amount of flack I got as a child. I was really bullied. I was really ridiculed in school. I had barely any friends. I used to hang out with the girls. And they also sometimes, you know, didn't even want to spend time with me. 
the boys certainly didn't. I always felt like the outsider, that like the recluse. I would have lunch on my own sometimes. You know, my friends sometimes wouldn't be at school that day, so I would have absolutely nobody to sit with. Sometimes I'd walk to the bathroom just to sit there and wait till the bell rung to go to class. I felt really alone growing up, really, really alone, knowing that I was queer and I was different. I had body image issues. I was once overweight. And when I lost the weight, I then experienced, you know, eating disorders. I would starve myself. I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot, you know. My, I've been through a lot physically and mentally. I wasn't always so confident. But as you learn to love yourself, you learn to appreciate what you have in life. You learn to start to see the positives in life. What? So you have to ask yourself, what do I have right now? And what am I thankful for right now? You have to be grateful and thankful for what you have right in front of you. And then work your way from there. If you feel like there's absolutely nothing to be thankful or grateful for, then you find things to be thankful or grateful for. Or you create them for yourself. Sometimes happiness can be found. Sometimes happiness needs to be created. I think I can say that I've definitely created a lot of my own happiness. I am working on my goals, my dreams, my ambitions. I have goals that I'm working towards. There are many facets to a person and many aspects that can make somebody confident. It's not just physically. But because I'm working on all those things, I find myself being confident, knowing that the future is bright and there is hope. There is always hope. And although I may face many obstacles, there is always hope. And if I fall, I pick myself back up and I keep on pushing. So no, I wasn't always confident. And yes, I would say a lot of the bullying sparked that change. But it was also the way I treated myself when I was younger. I wish I was kinder to myself. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I am where I am today for all for all the reasons that they are. Everything happens for a reason. And life works in mysterious ways. But here I am today, talking to you, answering this question. Clayton has asked, did you use steroids to gain the mass you have now? I haven't always used steroids. I've only used steroids in the last year or so. So anything prior to 2021, I would not be able to comment on. Um, that has all been natural. But 2021 on, I definitely started dabbling in steroids. Especially after the many months in lockdown, I felt like I needed a bit of a kick, a bit of a boost. So I've certainly started dabbing, uh, dabbling in it as of late. Mr. Jay-Z, Jazzy, has asked, how do you find the time to interact with so many followers? Um... I make the time, you know, without my followers, I wouldn't be here speaking today to you. So I'm very grateful for my followers. So I feel replying to their messages is the least I can do. Mr. John Matt has asked, what's your type physically? I don't really have a specific type. Um, I like skinny guys. I like plus size guys, chubby guys. I like fit guys. I like short guys, tall guys. Tim has asked, what's more important, sexuality or personality? Personality, most definitely. Softy dot... Clover Electra has asked, how do you deal with some people seeing you as a piece of meat? Like, it is what it is. But as long as it doesn't overstep a boundary, you know, a few months ago, I put up a story saying somebody had approached me in real life and grabbed my butt, but in a very, like, a very, in a way where I was not, was not about it at all. And I had lost my absolute mind. I lost my shit. I turned around. I was so close to punching them square in the jaw. So... Look, the internet is one thing, but real life is another thing. If it doesn't cross boundaries in real life, if you're not coming up to me in public, grabbing me, groping me, and doing anything non-consensual, 
then I like, it is what it is. I can't really control. Like it is what it is. You know, I'm not losing sleep over it, but in real life, if it affects my everyday day-to-day life, then we have serious issues. Worldwide torture has asked me your biggest turn on and biggest turn off. My biggest turn on would be confidence, but not arrogance, confidence in like just being like knowing what you want and pursuing it. So if somebody is like, you know, knows that they want me, then they will just confidently come up to me and be like, like, I am about you and I want you. I think it's such a turn on like that is more personality wise, physically wise. The biggest turn on is, um, somebody with like nice eyes paired with a nice smile. My biggest turn off is people that don't brush their teeth or use mouthwash. Bad breath is my biggest letdown. Mark has asked me, do you think you're open to your mum fully coming around and can she? I am, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening, unfortunately. I would love for it to happen, but I don't see her coming around anytime soon. Far too invested in her own traditional views. Jacob has asked me, do you enjoy being single? If so, how did you go through the process of learning to enjoy it? Um, there are days where I absolutely hate it and there are days where I love it. Um, it really depends on the the mood I mean, but also what I'm going through at any given stage. There are days where I just hate being alone and I really just want to be cuddled and hugged and held and cared for. And there are days where I just, I feel so independent and I, I can't imagine having somebody with me right then in that moment of time. But for the most part, I cannot wait to be in a relationship. I am I really am a lover and I think I am a relationship person. I think I'm single right now in my life because that's just where the, that's just how the stars are aligning. Um, I am, there's just a lot happening in my personal life in the real world. So I think I am just, the world is telling me I'm not ready for a relationship yet, but I, I most certainly am open to it. The process of learning to enjoy being single, I think you just have to realize that timing is everything. If you're not in a relationship right now, or if you find yourself not being able to successfully date or meet somebody, it's probably just the timing. It's probably, I see it as the universe telling you that you're not ready, but when the time is right, the time will be right. One thing I've learned is never to force a relationship or to force anybody in your life. James Murphy has asked your opinion on feminine men. I think they are great, I guess. I don't like when they get really extra and start to be annoying and really loud and pushy. Often when I go out to the gay scene or the gay neighborhood, feminine men tend to just be like all up in your face, forcing themselves on you, being really catty and bitchy and cunty. Feminine men in general, I mean, I can be quite feminine myself. I think being feminine, I think every man has a feminine side, but I just don't like when feminine guys are all up in your face and like, finger snapping and popping their fan in your face and trying to be your sassy. They do too much sometimes. Do you think you have a big ego or do people think that you're arrogant before meeting you? I don't think my ego is any bigger than anybody else. It just comes off big because I'm on social media with followers. But in real life, I'm really quite reserved and keep to myself and humble. People probably do think I'm arrogant before meeting me. Again, social media has a huge role to play in perception. But once they meet me, I, I really am quite friendly and I love to make people around me feel comfortable and happy. My friend who goes by Chicky Lin has asked me, when was the last time you were in love? Do you think you'll ever find it again? The last time I was properly in love was 2019. 
I felt a really deep, deep love for this person, but I unfortunately hurt him, and I will tell that story another day. Do I think I'll find love again? Absolutely. I think we're all, I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but I think we're all destined to find love, one true love, or a true love. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, in terms of a lifelong partner who may stay with you till the very end. I think we all will experience true love. My friend Ezekiel has asked, what advice do you have for someone who feels stuck in life and love? The advice I have is, there's no rush, be patient. I was rushing to find love for so long and I found absolutely nothing. The more you look, the less you find. I know you may feel stuck and clueless thinking that there's no love out there for you, but I guarantee you there is, there really is. It's just not the right time. Timing is everything. I don't know how the universe works. I don't know how sometimes how God works, but at the end of the day, I think we're all destined to be in love, you know, one day or another. I think it's bound to happen for all of us. I think we're all meant to feel love. Humans, as you know, despite everything happening in the world, I think love is what is keeping us together. Goth BFF has asked your biggest regret in life. My biggest regret in life um, was not being kind to my younger self growing up. He made me very cynical in my early adulthood and I was just a very cynical person. And I'm starting to see the beauty in the world today. Finally. My friend Merman Arion has asked, how the guys slash gays generally react when they notice you put makeup on? Um, you Well, when I'm out going out you know, on a Saturday night, you can barely kind of tell I'm wearing makeup. It's not generally something that you'd be able to tell. One, because it's generally pretty dark. Two, I put very light makeup on. It's not like I go out in drag. Of course, when I do drag or half drag, whatever, you can tell. Um, but they usually love it. They generally love it. But then again, I'm not wearing makeup for guys and gays to tell me I look a certain way. I'm wearing it just because I like the way it looks on me. Para Ernest has asked, do you have any tips on how to deal with religious parents and being LGBTQ+. My biggest tip would be if you feel like they won't accept you and they won't love you and protect you and safeguard you, don't come out. You don't need to come out just yet. I think there is a lot of misunderstanding around coming out and you know, in the queer community, a lot of people are like, coming out is so beautiful and there's National Coming Out Day. But a lot of people don't understand the implications it can have on a person, especially a person of color whose parents might not be entirely accepting. So if you have religious parents, very strict religious parents, and you are in the LGBTQ community and you feel like they won't accept you, please wait. There's no rush. Trust me, there is no rush. Until you can take care of yourself mentally, financially, uh, physically, look after yourself. And I mean, really look after yourself. Hold out for a bit. There really is no rush. I still think you can live your best queer life without needing to be out of the closet. Of course, there are a lot of things you can't do, but there are still many things you can do. And I don't think if you have religious parents and, you know, they are your guardians, essentially, um that you need to come out right away. I think really just play it by ear until you're in a safe space, then feel free to. But I feel like a lot of people make decisions very early, which can cost you a lot. I've got another question here. Have you ever tried steroids? Do you know how to ask for them? I've definitely tried steroids. I know where to go and how to ask for them, but I would not recommend it for beginners. It's a very complex, complicated 
beast. Steroids are not simple. They're not easy by any means. And it's a process. And if you don't know what you're doing, I do not suggest you dabble in it unless you have a coach or somebody who can actually show you the ropes. Lawrence Edward has asked, do you work out to quite an extreme, which is so impressive? What motivates you? A positive aspect that motivates me is obviously looking good naked, looking good in the mirror, feeling good, being healthy, of course, wanting to be healthy, never participate in like sports classes. And I really just wanted to change that. That was a goal of mine. And then I grew up and became, you know, became fit. So that was, that was the goal I accomplished. A negative aspect is the addiction. It becomes really obsessive and it's kind of like, like there'll be days where I just want to sit and have a pizza and I'll be like, um, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And, you know, sometimes I'll opt for the pizza definitely, but it's just that moment where you sit there, you're like, and you just kind of like second guess yourself. You're like, damn, like I'm really here like second guessing myself if I, if I should have a pizza. I guess it's just like, it can be really obsessive and addictive. Yellow Hammer has asked, what helps you in staying disciplined while pursuing your fitness journey? What helped me stay disciplined would be just routine. Starting a routine and making it part of my everyday, day-to-day life. Mark has asked me, have you gone to counseling or therapy to discuss past situations regarding your family? I absolutely have and I would recommend it to everybody. Mark has also asked, I feel so many LGBTQ members have emotional baggage that needs to unload in regards to how... Um, The question seems to cut off, but from what I can read... Yes, a lot of us have emotional baggage, and although I don't know what the remainder of the question is, I strongly recommend seeking therapy, help, counseling of some kind. I think if a lot of us actually spoke to somebody about our issues, we wouldn't project them onto others. Got a question here, Jim underscore bum 22, would you elaborate more on why you no longer consider yourself gay, but more open-minded by? Well, I've started having sex with girls, you see, so I'm more open-minded to that. I think I... I think end game, ideally, I'd like to, you know, get married to a man and have a husband and a family. But I don't know, like, that's just my fantasy. That's just what I picture myself doing. But I've had sex with girls, with women, and I've gotten turned on. I've gotten aroused. So I don't think that makes me gay. Um, I use the word gay a lot because that's just what people know me to be. But at the end of the day, I have been having sex with girls and it's been great. So I think I'm definitely more bi than gay, but I just use the word gay a lot because, you know, that's kind of what the general demographic is. And I feel like if I start calling myself bi, people will just find a reason to complain. Clearly, It's a Finster has asked, what do you want your legacy to be? Love your podcast, by the way. I want my legacy to be centered on making or having made, helped or inspired or motivated somebody to live their best life, to feel happy, confident, beautiful, seen, heard. I just like making people feel good. And if that hasn't been apparent to date, then I don't know what will make it apparent. I really just love connecting with people. I love making people feel a certain way. And I want my legacy to be a positive one, obviously, but I want my legacy to be one where I can look back and say, damn, I really help people and I really help bring out the best in them and help them feel good in in themselves, in their skin. Um, that's all I could ask for because I didn't really have that growing up. So I really just want to be able to look back and be like, damn, I really actually touched somebody. All right, let's do this. Oh my God, these questions. Okay, I'm just going to dive right into it. Angel has asked me, who was the person on your last video? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my God, what am I getting myself into? So yesterday I put up a video of someone's feet on my face. Yes, I have a foot fetish and I don't want to hear a fucking word from anybody about my love for feet and toes. Who was the person in your last video? Um, that, <laughs> uh, that's a person I'm seeing. Matthew asking me, tell me about your foot fetish, exclamation point. I don't even know how to describe it, honestly. For as long as I can remember, and I've obviously kept it a secret, but lately because I've just stopped giving a fuck about a lot of things, I seemingly shared it on Instagram that I had a foot fetish, and it seems to be a trending topic now. I am in love with nice, clean feet. I don't know why, but I love having my bottom's feet in my face when I'm fucking them. I love just just their feet on my face, sitting on my chest. Even when we're lounging around on the couch, just watching TV, I love just sucking on my bottom's toes. Obviously, I don't do it to everybody. I have to be attracted to you and really into you. So I wouldn't just do it to anybody and everybody. And not everybody has nice looking feet. Some people have crazy looking feet. But if you have a nice pair of feet, well, mm. We have Kelsey asking, when did you realize you were into feet? So I first realized I was into feet when I dated my first Colombian boyfriend. We were laying in bed and he started sucking on my toes. It was a non-sexual night. We we're just laying in bed watching a movie and he started sucking on my toes and I was so into it. And then I did the same to him and I just fell in love. I was like, damn, this feels amazing. You know, I got a hard on from doing it to him. So I was like, well, that's pretty amazing. We have Sasa Christie asking me, do you use dildos? Um, I don't. I don't. I think I should answer the main question that a lot of people are dying to know. So a few of you have asked me if I am a top, versatile or bottom. All right. So the reason why I don't like to answer this question is because I like to allow guys to enjoy the fantasy without ruining it for them. I really enjoy showing my body. I really enjoy showing my body online posting the pictures that I do, doing the work that I do. I really enjoy it. I love it. I love giving you guys that fun, harmless, creative access to me, right? But with the photos that I post comes a lot, a lot of curiosity, a lot of questions, and a lot of people demanding answers. You know, so the most common question I get is, am I a top versatile or bottom quickly in short, in summary, I am a top. I have been topping for the last five to six years of my life. I can't remember the last time I bottomed. In fact, the older I get, the more I move further away from any desire to bottom. My body is changing. I'm a bodybuilder. I eat many meals a day. I don't have the time to douche. I don't have the time to constantly be watching what I eat to ensure that I'm going to be bottoming at the end of the day. I have not found a single man that I have the desire to bottom for. It's been many, many years since I bottomed. Well, you know, when I started sleeping with guys, I thought that being a bottom was the default. I thought I had to be a bottom. I thought that being a bottom, you know, was kind of just like what I needed to do. 
and I soon realized that I absolutely hated it. My body is not built for it. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy the pleasure of it. I am not the power bottom you all think I am. <laughs> I'm really sorry to disappoint you. But I love topping. I've been topping for many years and I would not change a single thing. So continuing on to this question about being a top or a bottom, you know, a lot of people are going to be very disappointed. A lot of people want me to be a bottom. They want me to be the raging power bottom that I am, but I'm not. Quite frankly, I'm not. I enjoy topping. I'm a, you know, very big boy in size and I love doing my thing. I've got a line of bottoms outside my home. I've got bottoms on deck. I've got bottoms on speed dial until the end of time. I'm quite happy being a top. I love being a top. I love being in control. I love being dominant. I love tossing a bottom around, throwing him back, playing origami with him. I love being a top. I love it. I simply love it. But I also love showing my assets on Instagram. I love it. I love the fact that guys go crazy for my body and, you know, they want to top me. But at the end of the day, I'm not a bottom. I love that. I love that little... I love the teasing that I do, you know, and I love all these guys just wanting me so bad in that way. But at the end of the day, no, I feel like a lot of people are going to be upset at that, but I love it. I love the thrill, the adrenaline. I love the teasing. And I certainly love topping whilst people think I'm a bottom. I once put up a story saying I only bottom for love. And it's true. I really, I mean, I, I like kudos to all the bottoms out there. Shout out to you. I don't, I can't bottom for anybody. I can't bottom for just, I will not douche and just go to somebody's house and expect them to like, no, 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 no. That is, I, I could never do that. That's not me. It's not me. It's not me. I simply love showing my assets on Instagram. That's it. That's simply it. I'm not this person that's bouncing around on dick every day, getting new dick every day, getting, you know, I'm not, but if you like to think that I am or like to picture it, then go ahead. Feel free to, if that's your fantasy, I respect it and I low-key like it a little bit. So I like the fact that people have this fantasy of me. I think it's quite, <laughs> I'm into it, but no, I'm, I'm not that person. Perhaps in the future when I find the man of my dreams, my soulmate, like I said, I'm very old fashioned and some of you roll your eyes at this, but I'm very happy with what I want and I know what I want perhaps in the future when I'm happily married settled down or at least with a partner I know love and trust I will consider bottoming again but I will not bottom for just anybody we got Danny asking me what sex position is your favorite so I've got a couple I enjoy doggy but I need the ankles to be wrapped around on the back of my knees so holding on and then my hands have to be around their throat pulling them back if they have hair, I'm generally pulling their hair back or making them or forcing an arch in their back. But my hands have to be around their throat while they're in doggy on their knees. So, you know, forcing that arch. I also like on their side. I don't know why, but I love when a bottom is laying down and then they're on their side. But I'm, I'm standing up on my knees almost. And they're just like, their knees are just like together. Their legs are together, but they're on their side. I don't know if you guys are picturing what I'm putting down, but I love that position because I get to just, I get to touch their body. I get to have their feet in my mouth as well. I get to choke them a little bit, but a position on the side is so fucking good. It feels so good. And then of course there's missionary with them on their back and their feet in my mouth. I absolutely love that. I also like to, you know, 
have them by the throat again. I love choking, I love spitting, slapping, so I would like my bottom on their back with their feet in my face and um, my hands around their neck. Oh, good question. Bastian has asked me, what would you do if a fan invites you to stay the night with him? I have a strict no sex with your followers rule. I don't know why, but I just... I don't know why, but I have a strict no sex with your followers rule. Look, sometimes I'll bend the rule, but there's something about somebody who has been following me for many years, knowing some of the things they know, and then me going to fuck them. I don't... That doesn't sit well with me, you know? Firstly, I don't have a lot of casual sex. I don't hook up a lot. I don't, I'm not on Grindr. I'm not on Tinder. I'm not on any of those apps. One, because I'm banned. Two, because I don't like spending my hours on there. Three, because it's such a waste of time. Four, because it's such a cesspool of miserable, 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 angry, self-hating bullies. Some of them, not everybody. Not everybody that uses Grindr falls under, under that category, but I'm sure most of you have been subjected to a lot of bullshit on those apps. But I don't hook up a lot, and I don't have a lot of casual sex. So I'm not like, I'm not out here, like, you know, sleeping with my followers or fucking my followers on the random. You know, I'm sure some of you guys think I have an endless supply of guys. Although that may be true, I'm certainly not sleeping with everybody. But if a follower was to ask me to come over, um, look, it would depend. It would require days, maybe weeks of talking. I really need to know somebody. I'm not just going to drop what I'm doing and go to somebody's house. I'm not that person. I'm sorry. I'm not that person. It's really dangerous out here. Some of these boys are crazy. You got to really be careful. Like if, if some bottom messages me saying, you know, come fuck me, daddy. I'm not the type of guy to just get up and go there right away. Like it would take days, weeks for me to come around and be like, all right, let's do this. I know the attention I get. I know the amount of people watching and listening. And if any random person was to be like, come fuck me, I'm not just going to get up and go and do it. That's, I'm not easy like that. I'm not easy like that. You got to work for it. We have a question here from a.e.101. Eating ass or getting your ass eaten? I don't mind getting my ass eaten, but I love eating ass. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Breakfast, dinner and lunch with my long, long tongue getting right in there. Eating booty is one of my favorite things to do ever, period. Thong Beast has asked me, are you into fisting? Um, to be honest, I'm not into fisting. I, I, I'm going to, I hope I don't offend you, sir, or anybody, but I'm not into fisting by any means. I actually find it, I find it very extreme. I find it a little bit extreme. I don't know why somebody would need an entire fist in their asshole. I don't know why some guys need, I mean, isn't the prostate or the G-spot just a f like five, six inches deep into your asshole? I don't know why fisting, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. And I especially don't like it when guys prolapse and do that whole rosebud thing. I think it's quite gross really. So I've never been fisted. I certainly will never ever be fisted and I probably wouldn't fist a guy either. I also have a really interesting fisting story that I can tell you guys another day. My friend got really, really sick and he was in the hospital for about six to eight weeks because he got fisted. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty gruesome, gruesome story. So no, I would never do it and I'm not into it. All right, we have Danny asking me, have you ever used penile enlargement pills? Um, no, I, I, I don't know why I would need to. I'm 25 years old and fully functional. 
And I probably wouldn't recommend that stuff. That seems like, that seems really dangerous and unnatural. And like those fad advertisement sales gimmicks, I don't think pills can enlarge your penis. I'm sorry. And I wouldn't recommend or suggest that to anybody. We have Milo asking me, do you peg? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would I need to peg? I have a, I have a penis. What do you mean? Do you peg? Peg what? What am I pegging? I have a dick. Why would I need to peg? That doesn't make any sense. Sorry, no, I, I don't peg. I've never pegged anybody. I don't know why I'd need to peg. I have a fully functioning penis. We have Matthias asking me. First thing that sprung to mind is, are your nipples sensitive? To be honest, my nipples are like my G-spot. And that's all I'll say on that. Question here. I don't know how to pronounce the username. Are you into body slash muscle worship? Like in a respectful way, but kinky in private. I have been muscle worshipped by a few guys, but not in a escort job being paid kind of way. I think people just like to like worship my body, but it hasn't been in like a transactional way. I've never done anything like that. Like in a, you know, cause I know a lot of guys are into muscle worship and they pay like bodybuilders to do that stuff, but I've never been paid to do it. Well, I haven't, I haven't said yes to it yet. Edmundo has asked me, have you ever been offered contracts by porn studios? Also, what's your favorite porn site? I was offered a contract by Lucas Entertainment many years ago, maybe 2016, but I was, I had just started university then and I was just kicked out of home. So I think they, I think they were like trying to get me in that situation, knowing that I was like desperate for money then. I think they were like trying to get me in that situation, knowing I was desperate for money then. Um, but I did certainly did not take the role or the opportunity. My favorite porn site, I don't really have a favorite porn site, but my favorite porn studio will forever remain cult studios. I miss the old porn days when there were men that you didn't know or see or recognize. I hate the fact that porn is now the guy who bagged your groceries down the street at the local grocery store. Walter Evers has asked, do you have any other fetishes besides feet? Well, I like spitting, choking, um, and feet. Of course, rimming is all, like I feel like rimming is a standard. I don't see it as a fetish, but my huge kinks are spit choking like a bit of aggression and um feet i'm not into piss play i'm not into fisting i'm not into any other weird though like i'm not into those freaky things that some of you boys are into i'm sorry i'm not um sex with me is really passionate it's really intense it's really a lot of eye contact a lot of kissing a lot of touching a lot of um love making essentially sorry that's just how i do it actually no i'm not sorry about it to me it has to be really, to me, it has to be really um, intense and passionate. I can't just be out here having sex blindly and just with whomever and wherever. It has to be really, really intense, really passionate. I love intimacy. I love it. 
And I feel like pissing on somebody and shitting on somebody and fisting somebody isn't really intimate. Not for me anyway. It's Peachy Baby has asked, have you ever had sex with a straight man? Well, if I was having sex with a straight man, then he wouldn't be a straight man. But I have had sex with guys who say they're straight. Um, in fact, I've had sex with quite a few. Where I'm from here in Sydney, I'm surrounded by a lot of bi-curious guys. So I tend to have sex with a lot of closeted, discreet men. It's Mr. CEO has asked, how often do you masturbate? Um, I generally would masturbate twice a day, if possible, if I'm not having sex. Otherwise, I'm hoping to have sex at least once a day. Peter's Poppers has asked, freakiest sexual experience and worst sexual experience. The freakiest sexual experience for me, okay, so I'm really not into fisting at all, but I was having sex with this dude and, um, like, in the middle of sex, his asshole did this thing where it, like, opened up a lot and, like, like I was, like, I had my finger in there, but then I felt it, like, really expand and, like, my whole hand just, like, slipped in there. I was fucking mortified. I yanked that shit out so fast. I was like, what the hell did you just do? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, how did you do that? Like, I just had a finger in it and like my whole hand just slid right in. And like, I was like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like that. That was weird. Um, and then I went soft and had to go home. Tim has also asked, tell us how you lost your virginity. I lost it to a, hmm, the first time I had sex was with a guy named Mitchell it was many years ago I think he was 20 I think he was 20 what time, when did I get out of high school I finished high school 2013 I started university 2014 I think I lost my virginity in 2015 to a white skinny boy very tall white skinny boy named Mitchell from Penrith <laughs> oh my god I hope he's not he would, he would never, he couldn't be listening to this. There's no way. Yeah. I remember it quite well. It was, I mean, for a first time, it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> I can't believe I just answered that. What up Holmes has asked, not a question. You just ooze positivity and good vibes all the time. I'm a huge fan supporter. Thank you so much. I love you and I appreciate you and I appreciate everyone listening. That is all for this question and answer. And I will leave you guys to get on with your day. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next week for more. Bye guys. Love you.